Hey guys, welcome to Bang Broadcast episode number 538. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we're looking forward to coming out October 18th, 2023. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're jumping into part 27 of our great Marvel television retrospective with Loki season one. Yeah, season two just started premiering a couple weeks back. Yeah. So we're topical. We're we're very. To- yeah. This would have been more topical if we hadn't delayed things because it would have been <laughs> recorded right when the first episode was coming out. Paul, I know. Oh, I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, so, what two episodes have premiered so far? Yes, the yes. third one will be out by the time this is posted. People can hear it. Hmm. Nice. So they're halfway through that season. Yeah, I think it's only six episodes. Just like the first. Topical, season. but we won't yeah. be talking about it. We're only going to be talking about the first season, as well as what we're drinking right now. You know, the Bills, you know, they pulled off a win, but they got... Oh, did they? Did they? Yeah. Yes. Mm. They did. They did. Uh, in those kind of game situations, you dare you the refs to throw the you flag. You past the holding, then zone, okay. Yeah, but if you watch any NFL game that ends like that, you're daring the refs to throw the flag. Because yeah. it's like, what's the penalty? Oh, they they get to try again, or you lose the game. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's fun. Sports <laughs> is fun. We the Bills have lost Paul plenty likes... of game like that, so I don't feel too too bad. No, yeah, I I agree. Even over on the hockey side, things the same. It's like we <clears throat> we've suffered before. Like it's fine. Paul just shot me like a dirty look. Paul, I'm, like, I'm yes. acknowledging the problem. I know. I, I yes. I, I feel. I, no, uh, it wasn't a dirty look. It was a look of absolute pain as I relived those moments again and again. Oh, Brett Hull, come yep. on down. He's here. Um, we are drinking. All right, I'm, I'm on my third drink here now. Oh <laughs> wow. Well, good thing I'm drink. I'm drinking all non-alcoholic stuff tonight. This is the first yeah. for me. I'm well. Spoilers, I had a mead while we were recording uh, episode number 30 of Parks and Rec, which will also be available while you're listening to this, so check that out. But guys, what are we drinking? What is this abomination that you talked me into, Paul? Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, if we didn't delay this, we would have been topical. Uh, there was a commercial that I don't think aired on. I, I don't watch terrestrial TV unless it's sports. So, uh, but I did see it online on YouTube. If you search Buffalo Pepsi, you will see Josh Allen drinking a Pepsi Zero, and he's like, there's a way to make it better. And he pours some... Uh, <laughs> First of all, terrible commercial. You're like, oh, this is this is terrible. Yeah. What do you need to do to make this better? <laughs> and he dumps, a, he dumps some wing sauce in there, stirs it up with a celery stick. Uh, guys... Has anybody gone for the optional blue cheese rim? I have not because I was unsure how I was going to feel about this as is. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, okay, maybe after like I take a couple sips, I'll do like a blue cheese chaser with it. Um, I think I've already said it once since we started recording. I do not like this. <laughs> uh, and John, I, I'm going to dispute the, what you said too, where you're like, oh, it's like a Bloody Mary. It is not. Yeah. Uh, I, I I said that before I tried it. <laughs> It's a Bloody Mary because it's uh, hot. It's got hot sauce and it's got uh, celery. It's a. It's got a celery stick, stick in there. Um, 
No, I don't really like it either. I used the uh, buffalo sauce that had some ranch in it, so it's, it's oh. what we had. He did it right. I went sweet baby Ray's buffalo wing sauce. I went with the uh, local grocery store Wegmans uh, brand of buffalo wing sauce because the one near me had a big display case of, guess what, Pepsi Zero and wing sauce. Ooh, synergy. <laughs> and it and there was a sign saying, remember your celery over after the produce <laughs> section. <laughs> Got that cross-department synergy. Oh, yeah. um, no, I don't like it, but it's not terrible. Like It's not terrible. I will finish what I have. I mean, I'm just happy I have like another half bottle of Pepsi here uh, to chase this down before I start to grab my beers for the night. Um, maybe I would like it more if I had gone with the Pepsi Zero, like the the zero sugar. Maybe it's just that sugar kind of overpowering it. Like I am getting, I didn't add a lot of the buffalo sauce mm-hmm. to it. Like I I put a good amount in, and after I mixed it, I had like an it's it's hard to tell, but it has like an orangish hue to it. Yeah, I definitely have. Like, Paul's definitely orange, looks more orange. Paul added a lot more than I did, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I added a good two tablespoons, maybe a little bit more. Oh, see, I didn't measure. I just Kate like, was watching it, me. So I was well, like, oh, that's a good one. You know, I did the one, two, three, you know, and then a he- good heavy pour. Uh, Kate was watching me do it, and she's like, that's enough. That's too much. Stop. And I'm like, that, that should be good. Um, so, Paul, do you like it? It is two flavors not mixing together. It's two flavors yeah. Back to back, it's that sweet Pepsi, and then and then spicy. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. What's kind of crazy though is I keep on going back to drink more of it because I'm like, I'm kind of done with the heat now. Let's get some sweet, and then I mean, so I'm in this loop. I'm in this cycle. It's Uh, not bad. It's a novelty. It's something that I wouldn't do again. It's stupid, but you know what? What is Buffalo football if not stupid at points? Yeah. But you know what? It's fun. Um, to your point, Paul, you talked about this before we started recording. It, I don't want to say it's like coagulating, but it definitely separates. Like mm-hmm. the yeah, buffalo I, sauce definitely like sits on top because of like the butter and the grease from it, which yeah. I'm, I'm mixing up because I have like more celery here because I had to buy celery to do this. Because like oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it as right as I can. Um, but mixing it does not seem to help. <laughs> Because I feel like when I mix it, it just grabs like the rest of the like residue from the side of the, the glass. It's like, all right, we're here Paul, with more friends. Paul, do you have that, or is it because we're using regular Pepsi? Because mine's doing the exact same thing. I don't. I have some like coagulation, like kind of floating kind of stuff. Mine will separate and sink to the bottom, but I'm not having anything like stick to the sides. Well, I guess right here I do, but see, I feel like mine's not sinking to the bottom. Like it. I feel like it's pretty well mixed. It's just like a lot of, it's almost like I'm drinking like a very hazy IPA because like there's a lot of cling to the glass. Yeah. That's what mine looks like too. Okay. I'm not getting a lot of cling, but what was I going to say? Oh, uh, the, uh, hot, the wing sauce that I had did have like blue, you know, pepper floating in it as well. So, Mm. I don't hate it. I don't like it, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't ever need to drink it again. If somebody gave me one at, like, a party, Mm -hmm. I'd probably take a sip or two and then put it down somewhere and walk away. I'm not sure I bought the little cans of Pepsi because, you know, the uh, minis that are that come in the, like, eight pack now. Like, that's the that's the variety. And I 
you know, had a bunch of ice, like a third of my cup of ice. And I actually got so, you know, near the top. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do ice on mine. Um, I think this is a fun thing. You're tailgating. You're at home in your driveway before the game starts. You're, you're grilling with your friends. You, you crack open your Pepsis. You do this. You cheers to the game. And then you don't do it again until <laughs> next week. Where you're like, all right. I remember that, that pack of Pepsis I had bought. Here we go. Like, you just do it until you run out of Pepsi. And then you're like, okay, no more. Now let's, I don't think it, let's crack open our Thin Mans or like, our, like resurgences. <laughs> At a certain point, I think I'd rather do a shot of just Franks, oh, and yeah. then I mean, and then like Franks. drink a Pepsi Chaser or something like. But I probably wouldn't do a soda Chaser either. Well, you know? I so, asked Yanni if she wanted to try it, and she said no. Yeah, yeah. she made a wise decision. I don't think <clears throat> there's there's nothing I disgusting. Say, it's not gag inducing. It isn't. No, it's not good. Bad. It's just. I did finish off my glass, and then I just took a a sip of the Pepsi that I have left. And I still have like that kind of hot sauce cling mm-hmm. to like the roof of my mouth, but it definitely like rinsed away mm. like, the, the, the flavor. I wish it was better. I, I wish it wasn't just sweet and then heat. I think I wish it was, I got a little bit more tang. I wish I got less Pepsi, I guess. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think I've ever had, this is my first time ever having Pepsi Zero, and I know a lot of the like diet colas have that horrible aftertaste. Mm. And I'm not getting any horrible aftertaste, so maybe maybe that's how you make it better. Josh. Maybe this is maybe Josh this is, is the right. only way I can have a diet soda. I do want to say uh, in celebration of this, though, you guys all pointed it out. I am wearing my Buffalo City Skyline hat. I'm wearing my uh, Buffalo. Street shirt says Delaware, Chippewa, Elmwood, Allen on it. Paul, I see you're wearing your uh, your Bills hat. Bills hat. Uh, John, you're you're just here. <laughs> <laughs> so is that going to be the album art? Is uh, I did. <laughs> my camera went way out of focus. Don't know why. It's still out of focus. That's okay. Uh, no, that was our OV Loki. That's okay. <laughs> I was wondering if it was going to be that it the hat, the shirt, and, and the buffalo pepsi nah we we've already spent too much time with a buffalo pepsi it doesn't need to stage a photo shine anymore we've been talking about this for like half an hour now all right well you know what let's get out to the news garden guys nothing to harvest nothing to harvest only things to uh very very yeah depressing yeah um because this past week uh Creator Keith Giffen, best known for his work on the Justice League International era of the Justice League, the Bwahaha time. Uh, also co-creator of the current Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, uh, passed away after having a stroke. Uh, my favorite story about him was back when 52 was coming out. And he was working at both Marvel and DC, and he would say every week, like, because he would transition between the two offices, every time he went into, like, Marvel's office, he's like, boy, guys, they're going to blow you out of the water this month. And then he would do the same thing when he walked into DC, like, those guys at Marvel, they're going to blow you out of the water. We saw him at, like, multiple panels, too, and 
he always just seemed to be someone that loved creating comic books and being part of it. Um, also co-creator of Lobo and Rocket Raccoon. So, because I'm just trying to pull something up that I saw and I wanted to bring up. Um, so I have him to blame for Lobo. Yeah, I don't like Lobo, but that's fine. Well, Lobo probably started as a satire thing. Then, then other people are like, no, that's exactly how I want to live. Which is awful. Most likely, yes. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not seeing it, but apparently he, after he had passed away, uh, the next day his family had put up a post on his Facebook page that was in summation because, again, I can't find it. But it was basically like, I told you I didn't want to go to New York City Comic Con. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then it was like, rest in peace. <laughs> That's pretty great. So, you know, his, his final words to his family were to post a joke about him, you know, go, not wanting to go to an event, which I think is very fitting. So I wish I had something else to drink to toast to, toast to the man. Um, he deserves better than this. Hey, Sean's got something. I don't want to. I don't want to close out on a, a bad note there, but we really didn't have anything else to talk about. Uh, no, but uh, at the <clears throat> the Comic Con, um, it was announced that Scott Snyder and uh, actor Tom Hardy have worked on a um, what was going to be a mini series called ArcLight, which is now going to be a graphic novel, twelve like a twelve issue graphic hmm. novel, um, <clears throat> and it seems like it's going to be a, a sci fi book. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. I know Tom Hardy is a huge comic book fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reason why he pushed for. Um, when uh he got the call about being Bane, he was super happy about it. Um, and then why he pushed hard to be uh Eddie Brock in uh, Venom. And why he really carries, I've only seen the first one, but he carries that movie on his shoulders and forces forces it through. Um, but it's those, those moments, there's quotes from Tom Hardy when he was, uh, like he looked at Christian Bale and he's like, I'm super jacked for this thing. Batman's nothing. And their first scene together, he walks out as Batman and Tom Hardy's like, Oh shit, it's Batman. Like he had that moment like, Oh, Batman. (laughs) So, uh, I, I'm interested to see what he, uh, he might do, uh, working on a comic book. I mean, it's probably better than his comic book movie work. I don't know. I never saw Venom or Venom two. John says that he people don't seem to like it. I don't know. He carries the movie. Uh, he's it's worth watching him in Venom. Interesting, yeah. but you know what? I think it's worth looking forward to. Comic books. The comic books that we're going to be picking up this week, October eighteenth. I can never tell if you want somebody to answer you or you are actually always, just pausing I'm, for a dramatic. I'm, I'm the only reason I'm doing this is just to have some sort of human interaction with people that I don't dislike talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. So uh I, what I'm the book I'm gonna be picking up uh October eighteenth is Headless Horseman Halloween Annual number one. This is a horror anthology coming out from Dark Horse Comics. Um and you have 
tons of writers and artists working on it. Most of their names, I, I don't think, are anyone that are super famous. Does it have Tom Hardy on it? No, Tom Hardy is not working on it. Um, but uh, I'm always in the mood for a good horror anthology book at, in the spooky season. So, What's yeah. the cover price on that, bud? Seven ninety nine. Okay. 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 It's fifty six pages. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's I'll... not one I'll be picking for us to to read. That's um, so. Why a... why would you pick it up to read it yourself then? If you don't believe in it to make your friends read it, why would you subject yourself to it? Uh, I wouldn't make. I wouldn't do something to make you guys pay seven ninety nine for a single issue. Yeah. The same thing why. Last uh, the last look back, I wanted to do that R.L. Stein book, but it was seven ninety nine, and I was like, I'm not going to make people pay that. Ooh, talking about uh, that, have you guys been were... watching Goosebumps? I have not watched it yet, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. Saw the first two episodes, pretty good. How much wow. were Goosebumps books when they came out? Does anyone remember? Seven ninety nine. Oh. No, I don't. I don't know. Okay, I I was say, being... if that's the price. I would buy a Goosebumps and read that for the podcast. Um, but yeah, there is a Marvel's Crypt of Shadows anthology book at four ninety nine, but we've been so let down by big, you know, the big the, two, the DC and the Marvel ones they've done before that I was like, eh, if I was gonna buy one, I would buy the Dark Horse one. So. Yeah, Paul, what are you looking forward to? I purposely threw it to him because he was chugging his Pepsi. Guys, don't you remember my review? I did it so fast. That's right. It's Jig Eric, The Flash, number one. It's uh, coming out of... Also, Goosebumps only cost $4.99. Wow. A whole book? The whole book. Yeah. Man, what a good good deal. Right? Uh, Stargirl and the Lost Children and uh, Just the Society of America... Somehow they bring from those storylines, they bring Judy, uh, Jay Eric's long lost daughter back out of time. So now Jay has to Jay and Joan have to uh, figure out how to raise a teenage girl. And I'm hoping that it's like the elder statesman, Jay Eric, too, who who was kind of out of time. Like he's from the 40s and he's an old man now. So it's not like Captain America, but it's a little like Captain America. Where he might not really understand. But also, she's out of time, too. So who knows? Who knows? I have no idea what's going to go on in here. But uh, I'm a little disappointed that they're making uh, everybody a family. You know, like we just read the, the Wally West book, and it's definitely dealing with his family stuff. So to then have a new, another flashbook also dealing with family stuff, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. Well, that's what you like about the flashbooks, though, Paul. I like the Flash family, but I don't need all the Flashes to be re- raising their own kids. Mm. What if it leads to a Flash Flashes annual where it's everybody getting together for like a family, a picnic? family picnic? Oh, I freaking love it. Yep. You know, so Paul, you do, you. You're saying you don't want to get to that point? You know, if it leads to that point, I'll be happy, but it it hasn't yet. You know, if you're if they're at a fire hall doing a pancake breakfast 
I'm in. If they're getting together for a softball game, family softball game, how wonderful would that be? You know, doing all the stuff that I wish I would do. Mm. Chris, do you wish you could pick up this week? Uh, I am wishing to pick up Batman Superman World's Finest, number 20, written by Mark Waite, art by Dan Mora. And this is kind of picking up on the threads that they left off with after, like, the second arc, I think, with the uh, Superman's lost sidekick. Thunderboy? Thunderlad? Mm-hmm. Thunder, that, thunder, whatever, uh, where he got left, and it was implied that he was gonna be uh, become Magog syndrome. Oh, no, Magog in uh, the seminal Mark Wade book, Kingdom Come. Uh, and we are now getting the return to Kingdom Come, where this is gonna be picking up on that thread. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to this. Kingdom Come was one of those comic books that when we got. Into back into however you want to look at it. Kingdom Come was kind of one of those books where it was like, oh, well, you you need to read this. And I think it still is one of those. Hey, you need to pick yeah. up a trade, like pick this up just with that darker age of D.C. where those elder statesman <clears throat> heroes, not the Jay Garricks, but the Barry Allen's, the Clark Kent's, the Bruce Wayne's need to come back to, to show these young rapscallions how they did things back in the old days, which was the current days. Uh, so I'm looking forward to picking this up. Uh, I've been continuing to read this book. Still really enjoy every time it comes across the, the cash register in my poll box. Uh, yeah. Keeping up with it. Yeah. Uh, something else to keep up with would be. Uh... <laughs> Are you okay there, John? I thought no, somebody would take that. A, that was well take, done. Take the dramatic reading. Are we doing the dramatic reading? I feel like we're burning through this episode. Well, we got six episodes to talk about when it's or, uh, of Loki. So, I mean, we can talk about this uh, uh, wonderful drinking liquid. This uh, That's right. This is from yeah, uh, one of my favorite of the non-alcoholic breweries. This is from uh, Brevas. This is their golden ale. It says it's like crisp and biscuity. Uh, zero per or zero point five percent alcohol by volume because it's a non-alcoholic. Um, there you go, John. You're not enjoying it. What what aren't you liking about it? This tastes like you chilled down the boil and are just drinking like the boil. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have any of the nuance of a golden ale. Yeah, I was expecting more of that. Like it's not bad. Like it's more yeah. malty than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like it Aussie tastes. I don't know if you guys have ever had them, but like the like Hispanic like Malta drinks. Okay, or it's just like basically yeah. like a thick mm-hmm. malted soda. It tastes like that, except it's not as like dense or rich. Like it's yeah. definitely more effervescent because of the carbonation on it. It's not bad, but it does not taste like a golden ale. Yeah, right. But if you know this was all I could drink or like all I was choosing to drink. I probably wouldn't dislike it. I just wouldn't go into it expecting it to taste like a golden ale, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I, I'm the one that's probably had the most of the, the non-alcoholics. I know, John, you, you've tried them and you've I've bounced tried, off. I have 
no reason to drink them. Mm-hmm. I don't I've never had one that I've been like, hey, except for like some of the hop waters. Mm-hmm. Those are the only time I've been like, oh, I would drink this. I would drink this on occasion yeah. if I really wanted to. But for all the beer that I have in my house, I basically yeah. drink once a week and it's when we do the podcast. Huh. Uh, so I really don't have any reason to drink these. And if I'm going to drink something, I want to drink a good beer. See, um, I, I've never, I know I've probably had a non-alcoholic beer, but I cannot tell you what or when it was. Cause it's definitely something I haven't bought because same thing. Like I have no reason not to. And I do drink a lot more than you do, it sounds. Because, you know, I'll just, I'll pick up beer to have for the podcast, but then I'll also pick up other stuff just to have. And I was okay with doing it for this one because it's like, you know what, I'm taking off for the week. So I will be probably drinking a lot more because, you know, we're going to be going to theme parks. We're going to be going out to eat. Like, it'll be okay to do something that's different because, again, tomorrow we are going to do the behind the screams tour over at universal studios where we get to see all the Halloween Horror Nights houses with the lights on. And then after that, we're going to Epcot for the Oktoberfest beer garden restaurant. So I'm going to be walking around drinking and going to theme parks all day. So, you know, I'm fine with having something a little bit lighter and not alcoholic because this entire weekend I've just been drinking too. So this was fine. I, yeah. I don't hate it. Like, I'm not mad that I have, like, four more beers to drink that are also non-alcoholic, because I can burn through them tonight, and, like, I don't have to worry about yeah. drinking four beers plus the mead that I had earlier. Uh, but I, I am... Oh, oh. oh, go ahead, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, no, I was Because I was say... just going to talk about my actual beer that I was drinking. Oh. Uh, yeah, this one isn't bad. I think the other stuff from Bravis has been better. Um... I do find that most non-alcoholic beers do tend to be a little bit more malty, like you're saying, Chris. Um, even the IPAs. Um, I think the Bravis grapefruit IPA is the best. Okay. Like IPA, you know, quote unquote non-alcoholic IPA that I've had, but it has that grapefruit added, you know, flavor to it. Too, so it helps it it helps get you there because Have the you- nuance isn't there. Have you had the Sam Adams one? No. So the the hazy or hazon or whatever the Sam Adams one is, from what I hear from people, is the best tasting non-alcoholic IPA. So mm. next time, look for next that, time. Paul. Yeah. And then um, I know it's not one we any of us got, uh, but the um, the Guinness is supposed to be pretty good too. Mm. It's supposed to be just it's just a hair away from tasting like an actual Guinness. That makes sense, because, you know, if everything's malt forward, you know, a stout, even yeah. the Bravis peanut butter uh, dark ale is pretty good. And it delivers on, you know, giving you that peanut butter flavor with a little bit of malt. Yeah. And I, I believe the Guinness, too, it's a nitro can, too. So oh. you get that same mouthfeel. <clears throat> uh Nothing to do with any of the stuff, but yeah, I went to check into this beer on Untapped. Uh, my friend Keith is actually in Italy right now. <laughs> Didn't know he was there. He's in um, Campania, Amalfi. If 
5,256.7 miles away at Piazza Duomo. Mm, uh, fun. Dr- drinking a Peroni. <laughs> nice. Anyway. In Italy. And now, a dramatic reading from Nightwing, number seven, page 18, panel three. Dickin, have nothing orphans and stripping away their culture and identities. And that was a dramatic reading from Nightwing, number seven, page 18, panel three. Shouldn't it be Paul's turn to read? Because this is the second time in three episodes that you've done this, done a led the dramatic reading, Chris. We rotate. We have... We have yes, the whole thing. But you it was yes. you two weeks ago, then it was me. Yes. I, I picked so for then you. Then it should have been Paul. You pick for me, I pick for Paul, Paul picks for you, then you pick for Paul, and then Paul picks for me. On the on the episode, Docs, yeah. there is like a drop okay. down that we I just was, it up. just was like, Oh, Chris picked twice in, in three episodes. Yes. Okay. And then and then Paul picks twice and you pick twice. So it worked. But I just picked once. But you pick after Paul picks. Yeah. Okay. In- what? It, do- it doesn't matter. It, it, ro- it rotates through. Because if somebody has to throw it to you, John. So Chris picked well, for was you. Like Chris would therefore, pick, Chris would pick for me, and then I pick for Chris. You. No, I you, would pick you pick for you. You pick for and me, then and then I pick for pick, Paul. And then right. Paul picks for you. You pick for Paul. Paul picks for me. Then I pick for you. You pick for me. This okay. is how it's always been. <laughs> There's... I thought it used to go. It used to go down and up, up, like you, you, me, me, Paul, <laughs> Paul. I don't understand how directions got involved. It used to go down and up. And I'm like, what? Down and up. We'd go down, it would go down, and then we'd go back up. We'd go no, down, it ro- it and then we'd go back up. And now we're rotating in a wheel. I need yeah. you to go to uh, your email and open <laughs> the link I sent you like six years ago that says uh, Magnum Board episode ideas. No, I, you already picked. You already switched our dramatic reading drop down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monica, that's how I know. Guys, uh, maybe it's only because I'm the only one drinking on this episode of Actual Arcall. Could be. But from Prison City Brewing, who's been a favorite of mine this year, I have their cream ale. Uh, This is 5%, and this is really delicious. Um, I, I think it's probably one of my more favorite cream ales that I've had. I definitely think um, Zen from um, One-Eyed Cats is probably my favorite cream ale, but that's got that really nice hoppy kind of bite up front um, where this is just smooth and creamy the the whole way through. Uh, If you see a Prison City cream ale, buy it and enjoy it because it is really nice. I just saw that Prison City, uh, some Prison City this week in the cooler case. Didn't pick on anything up because I was doing non-alcoholic. Uh, my beer gets a lot of the like their sours, like the, and their smoothie line. So Yanni's picked up a few of those to to try them. The berets. I don't remember what it's called. 
I'm surprised you get Prison City down there. Crazy. It could be a different Prison City. It's a lot of Prison Cities. I mean, San Francisco. Yeah. Alcatraz. You got the... Attica. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, in Texas, uh, where Old Sparky's from. I don't know that one. I'm I'm literally gonna look up Prison City right now because I can I know I've I think have them I still know which, if I'm gonna be surprised that there's more than one brewery called Prison City. So Prison City is the one out here. There's Prison Pals from Florida. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's Prison Pals. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, Prison, I was Prison th- Hill from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Prison Brews, Prison Break, Prison Breakaway. Um, oh yeah, okay. So it's it's Prison Pals because they have a whole smoothie series, and that's what she's been picking up. Okay, I, I miss I miss yeah. it. Well, that's an easy miss. Like, come on, Prison. Yeah. Also, prison I've never Pals, checked Prison City. Prison. I've never checked into any of them because I don't think I've ever had more than like a sip. So mm. I apologize. It's quite all right. Mm. Is it? And uh, Marvel's got nothing to apologize. With the Loki series, because I think it's probably my favorite Marvel series. Yeah, we're going way back two years ago, which is weird to think because I feel like this just came out not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But 2021, we got the debut of Marvel's Loki over on Disney Plus, the next mm-hmm. in the uh, great Marvel movie retrospective. Uh, continuing on the story about Loki Luffy's son, who has jumped timelines from Marvel's Endgame after he recovered the Tesseract when there was the failed attempt at the time heist to get the Space Stone. Um, man, the beginning of this, and again, I I always try to go back through and rewatch all these. This one, I only watched the first three episodes today yeah. before I was like, there's not a lot of stuff that ties into the greater Marvel universe for this. Like the first like mm-hmm. episode, definitely like it pulls on a lot of the threads, but they're definitely setting this up to be a different Loki. That's going to impact what's coming next. It doesn't necessarily need to draw from everything because this Loki is different. He hasn't gone through all those experiences. He's a different character, but he's not. And I know that was Something me as a viewer and someone that loved Loki and just those steps that he made is like, well, yes, this is Loki, but it's not going to be my Loki or our Loki. But for how they they do handle it, they catch him up really quick to who he was and who he didn't realize he could have been, that he instantly kind of snaps back to that Loki that we already loved and grew to love. Yeah, he fight in that first episode. He fights against it. He got um, Morbius, show, Morbius and Morbius, so showing him the uh, ti- his his actual timeline. His greatest his greatest hits is how I wrote it down in my yeah. notes. He's like, there it is. You're tearing up because your mother dies, and then you know this Loki fights against it. And he gives his speech about his glorious purpose. The actual title of the first episode, too. And he, I mean, uh, also in that is he sees his brother 
weep over him. He's sad that his that Loki is gone. And I don't think he ever thought he'd see his brother do that for him, which well, I, shows that he's that he had changed, that both of them had changed. I think that's where it, it gets really interesting, too, because everything that you see up until those points, it's the Loki that we knew as the villain Loki. And it's not until Mobius starts to show him, you know, this is who you who you were if you had stayed on that Mm -hmm. sacred timeline, like you're a variant, like you've, you've branched off like this, but this is who you could have been. And then Loki does his Loki stuff where he tries to escape and makes a run for it. And then after that doesn't work, he kind of becomes resigned to the fact that it's like, no, I, I grew into someone different. I never realized I could have done that because I thought I was making these decisions, but maybe I'm, Maybe I'm not. Maybe I am part of something bigger. And it's instantly at that point that he starts to work towards a bigger purpose. Which is and taking down the sacred timeline because he wants to be in control of his own destiny. I I really enjoyed this show. And we'll, we'll kind of dabble through the episodes as we go on. But I think this is definitely the best of the Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows. It looks completely different and I think better than everything else that we've had up to this point. And even with the stuff that we've had after, I think this still stands alone because it does look so different. And it's it's a lot of fun. The production value of everything is better. The the extras, the the other characters that appear in it are Mm -hmm. all like... There's only a couple people who are in there that I know from other things, but I'm like, oh, that's a character actor that was really good in this thing that I watched. Or, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. That guy was in this, remember? And um, so, but everybody is very good at the characters that they are playing. Um, And the biggest thing out of all of this is Loki shouldn't have the show. Loki should have appeared in the first Thor movie. And then should have been it. And it would have been if it was played by anyone other than Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston's got so much charisma and charm that they were just like, oh, we got we got to keep this guy around just because I want to be near him more. Like. When he when the when they did Avengers and he showed up and he said, what's my name? And the entire crowd shouted Loki at him. That's when they were like, oh, this guy is important. We need to keep him. This guy's got the juice. He's got the juice. And he and he does. Like he does. Why didn't they learn that lesson with Michael B. Jordan and Killmonger? Because <laughs> well, he didn't I, want to do more than one movie. I, I um, feel like they they dropped the ball with that one. Yeah. Uh but um the thing is is you have charisma machine that is tom hiddleston and then you have super likable charisma machine that is owen wilson say what you will about owen wilson and wow and all that stuff it works like for this character though like especially him just being like the dutiful like oh i'm this i'm this analyst i gotta do what i gotta do wow like here we go oh jet skis are great man and then like him going 
into like you know the mission that we'll we'll get to alongside this like broken down world weary loki that's like well i don't have a purpose anymore what's my purpose going to be because obviously i could be something more and again mobius just is like no i'm I'm, i don't know how long i've been here i'm just doing my job like that's enough for me like that's my purpose is just do what i can to help it it works so good and he's got those great lines like you are you are important look at your coat and his coat says like trainee or something on it and it's just like look at your coat you you got it you're doing great i believe in you and yeah it's just those those two guys work so well together and then you add in female loki which are we calling are we officially calling her like cersei uh Uh, sylvie 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 but i mean is she you know quote unquote isn't she supposed to be cersei or how not uh enchantress enchantress there, I don't think so because they kind of already did Enchantress in uh, Agents of Shield, the, the Shield show. Yeah, Agents of Shield. Yeah, but that show doesn't count. It doesn't, but it kind of does. I'm still waiting for the moment that they lean into that and it's like, nope, this show did impact and matter. Oh, and like, uh, this is something we forgot to talk about in news. Um, Daredevil being basically canceled. The well, not- 18 shows, uh, everything they did four episodes. It's been scrapped. All the writers have been fired, and because of the mess it was, they totally decided to redo yeah, how they're, they're, re- they're revamping these shows. Yeah. Um, but they're also revamping the TV, the the streaming side completely. How they're going to do it? They're actually going to have showrunners, people in charge. But make- uh, to kind of that definitely goes with what we're already kind of talking about because. A lot of the shows haven't been what you would want or expect it to be based off of how well they've handled all of the the movies. And I think Loki is great, but it does seem like Loki is more purposeful. Like it had a direction while everything else seemed more reactive. This was directed by one per all six episodes were directed by one person, Kate Heron. Um Writing was by a, a bunch of different people, but it's this doesn't look like a staff of writer. You know, it's well, it's the same people that are going to be writing season two as well. Um, so maybe that helped, you know, with it, having a singular director directing all of them. Uh, yeah, they also brought in um, from one of the sh- either the showrunner or one of the head writers from Rick and Morty. <clears throat> Because they're like, hey, this guy really gets this concept of time travel and parallel universes. Let's bring him in to help write the show. You mean Michael uh, Waldorn? Waldron? Yeah, I think think so, yeah. Waldron. Yeah, Michael Waldron. He uh, wrote the first episode of the series, of the season. So, And also he co-wrote with Eric uh, Martin uh, the second, or the uh, last episode. Um, but the first episode introduced a brand new character to the Marvel Cinematic U- uh, Universe that I think a lot of people thought was a breakout star, and that's Miss Minutes. Oh, I thought you were going to say Casey, the uh, the office boy. Oh, maybe. But no, I think Miss Minutes and Miss Minutes, like I thought, was like a one-time gag. But as we go through, she plays a more and more important role. 
for the TVA. And we still don't have an answer for what she is. But then again, we might never get an answer for what she is because she's just there. She is. She is. She's the the AI, the uh, Friday or um, Jarvis for uh, uh, blinking on his name. Uh, he who remains. He who remains. King the Conqueror. But King see, the Conqueror. But that's also the thing. Like she's not really. They frame her as an AI character, but she's mm-hmm. definitely the mouthpiece for. Kang that's directing the TVA for what he wants and needs it to be while he's sitting there at the end of the time. Spoilers again for everything that's coming on later on. Um, Because Kang's not interacting with anybody, but that's kind of what the hook is at the end of the episode where when we get to it, like Ravona leads. And that's where episode or not episode season two picks up because now they need to to find her, to find out where Kang's at. Um, spo- like, you know, not spoilers for season two, because it's just started, but it's very interesting um, where the show's going to go, because it just starts off very much as a, oh, there's this other variant of you that we need to find, because they're up to something, and we need to track it down. And that Sylvie, well, that Loki, Sylvie, it's definitely more unhinged than like our main villain Loki that we're dealing with. Uh, yeah, she's also smarter than him. <laughs> yeah, because well, she's one step ahead as well. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's because she's been on the run her entire life since she escaped from uh, the TVA when she was just a kid. Uh, well, Loki is. Always just kind of been able to do what he wants because, you know, he's he's that lovable little scamp. Like he can get away with everything because, you know, daddy's Odin. Sylvie didn't have that luxury. She's just kind of needs to do what she needs to do to get out and survive. I do. It was heartbreaking uh, when you see her Sylvie's um, variant event. Which was just her like playing and having a nice quiet time alone. Like and not be and they're like nope, not Loki enough. <laughs> You're a girl. Yeah, that's all it takes. But I, there, I was kind of I I thought when this was announced, you know that you know it's Loki with the time with the space stone and he's and there was a you know trailer where he's uh, DB Cooper and I'm like oh cool this is going to be Quantum Leap Loki style where Loki's just going around. Being a lovable scamp throughout time, and how well, and we had concept art of that too, because it was him on like a New York City street in like the '70s or something. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't get that show, though. I think if that's what we had gotten, mm-hmm. this would have become something like Hawkeye or Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it's like, oh yes, it's great seeing these characters again. Is this a story that needs to be told? Probably, probably not. I think whatever happened behind the scenes that led it to be this show with the TVA and building towards Kang, which is now what we're heading into for phase five of the MCU. Like, I think, I think those adjustments were valid. 
Yeah. And I think like there was even talk like, oh, it's going to be Tom Hiddleston, Loki, Doctor Who, where he's Mm -hmm. just going through different space, like basically quantum leap, but going through and doing good, doing bad. Who knows what? Running Um, for president because we had that like kind of. Yeah, they had that image. And they've done a great job in this show of taking all of those Loki Lokiisms mm-hmm. that have been in comic books for the last few years and putting it in there. Um, I mean, Kid Loki was definitely one I was very happy to see. I loved seeing. Oh, I can't think of his, his old man name. Loki. Old man Loki. Uh, uh, Richard. Oh, oh, yeah. Hold we'll on. See. He was the loyal general in uh, the Star Wars movie. Or is it Skywalker? I'm on. I'm on the cast. He's been. He's been uh, evil and and lots of things. He was uh, bad guy in Logan. Um, I think he was in a psych or two. Uh, but no, he's great. Um, uh, he's great. Richard that, Grant. Richard Grant. He's Richard. great. Is that? older loki in the classic uniform but he's got like doesn't he have like a fanny pack on and he's got like a little bag he's got the little beer old man beer gut in that suit um and everybody fell in love with uh the crocodile loki so yeah we even get the the glimpse of uh the thor is the frog throg frog uh i there's not a lot of Easter eggs and things that lead into outside of that first episode where yeah. you have Loki's greatest hits. Um, and I think it's like episode four, you have Sif appearing as Loki's kind of jailer, like that moment that he's stuck in where she confronts him about cutting her hair. And like, she just keeps kneeing him in the balls, like a lot of fun, mm-hmm. you know, a, a fun nod to the series having her come back. But ultimately, I think the show just stands on its own, and it does spend that first episode reinforcing who Loki is and who he became. If you, for some reason, haven't watched Thor the Dark World or Thor Ragnarok or anything mm-hmm. else to let him know, but it's heartbreaking Like when you see him witness his own death at the hands of Thanos. Like Because this Loki, the only time he's interacted with Thanos is when he gets the space zone it's when he's being set up to take over earth and like he's he's at the top of his game and just to see how far he's fallen since that it's it's nice yeah not nice but you know what i mean i know what you mean it's a a great character moment for him yeah and then um i'm gonna look her up because i can't think of her name While you're looking that up, I've already forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. Were you going to throw it to me so I could talk about my next beer from Bravis? Sure. Because uh, okay. this is the Peanut Butter Dark. Yeah. I was going to look for the ABV on it, and then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> 0.5. Um, yeah. I actually really enjoy this one. Um, mm-hmm. I know it does say it's a non-alcoholic craft brew, but this is delightful. Like This is almost like... A nice, almost kind of like nutty brown ale. Like this yeah. is fantastic. Um, I think I kind of prefer this to. I, I can't remember who had the. It might have been Omegang did a like peanut butter like rice krispie treat beer that I had like 
within the last month is like All Hallows. Oh Tricks, yeah, yeah, the uh, all yeah, oh, yeah. All Tricks. I all I tricks think or... I prefer this to that, and it's again much cheaper. No alcohol on it, but I think this is a great peanut butter flavor. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad I grabbed this one next, just blindly out of the uh, sampler pack that I picked up, because this is pretty good. Like, yeah, I would, it's head I would and shoulders this better than this blonde ale, mm. but it's also I feel like it's not really trying to be other than being a, like you're saying a, a uh, nut brown. Yeah, it's, it's got, and it delivers. It's got that well. nice like peanut like starchiness to it, like. You know, like you're just shelling outside a bar. Like it's got that like peanut shell, like starchiness. I love, I love this. This is great. Shelling and chilling, man. Shelling and chilling. Shelling and chilling. John, what you got? Uh, I am drinking from a brewery I've never had before, and this is Fidens. Um, this is out of the um, Hudson Valley area, and eight point four percent double IPA. It's called Necessary Means for a Necessary Means. Uh, and this is excellent. Um, this has got a, like a really nice buttery mouthfeel. The uh, citra notes on the hops. Uh, this is incredibly smooth. Every time I take a sip, I have the beer in my mouth and I want to take another sip. It's that good. Like, I just want to keep drinking it. Uh, this was also uh, very nicely given to me by one of my regulars at the beer store um, who I was talking to him. Uh, he goes out to the Hudson Catskills area often. Was talking about Fidens and I was like, I've never had any of their stuff. And the last time he went, uh, he brought me back this can, which I'm very happy for because I will 100 percent look for more of their stuff. Um, excellent, excellent beer. Paul, did you crack anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll crack. I haven't cracked it yet. I kind of forgot we were going to do another beer, but I do have safety glasses. Oh, it's exploding. It's made It's making a mess all over my table. So never mind. <laughs> Good thing so you have I'm going to run and glasses. get paper towels. Uh, Paul, you're not supposed to shake them up before you open them. Uh, but I was going to say, yeah. um, the woman who plays the, I don't want to call her a security guard, but the time officer, oh. uh, um, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to butcher her name. Yeah. Umi Masaku um, is excellent in this. Uh, she actually starred with Jonathan Majors in um, Lovecraft. Uh, county together and she was excellent in that too so i had just watched that lovecraft county and then when i started watching this i was like oh i i know her she's excellent and um yeah she's uh she's definitely a worthwhile really good character in that who very like hard nails like everything's kind of black and white and she's one of those characters that little by little starts seeing the colors and at the end of it is like we had lives they stole them from us and really kind of changed changed her as a character as a person um which i thought was great like when you have growth in a character like that it's it really makes a good show not to jump ahead but have you 
watched like the first two episodes of season two yet? Oh yeah, of course I have. Okay, I, I don't know. We haven't talked about it, so I wasn't sure if it was going to come up in this. But even at that point where you see her kind of in the Ravona Renslayer role, where she's heading up the TVA in season two, like you know, so far for what we've seen, she's pushing all of those feelings to the side to do what she needs to do to protect those other timelines that are possibly about to be all destroyed because those are innocent people now like she comes in like you said very hard nose like black and white like nope gotta do what i got to protect the sacred timeline but now after it comes out that no they are all variants of someone else she's stepping up like we need to do what we can to protect these people they don't know that they're variants they're not aware of everything else that's going on how can we help them how can we save them and i think that's again the show is all about growth and i think that's what really separates loki from what we've had in falcon winter soldier and wandavision which i guess those characters do things in them but the stuff that happens to those characters is there to move them to the next phase of the next story i feel like the characters don't grow as much as they do here in loki yeah uh i will say that if they announced another Falcon and Winter Soldier or another blah, blah, blah kind of show from Marvel, I'd probably be like, oh, uh, I'll get around to watching it. I was there because they're putting these up at like eight o'clock at night now. Or nine o'clock. I was like, uh, I said to my wife, like, uh, Loki's on. I'm leaving. Like, here's the baby. Here's the baby. Catch. Throw it across the room. And then uh, I could watch Loki. I did the same thing with Ahsoka. I was like, Ahsoka's on. Everything's ramping up. Uh, you can't expect me to sit here and watch, you know, you're, Great you're British Great British Bake Off or, you know, Alive or whatever, like, TV show I, we, we kind of watch all as a family together. I'm like, I, I, I can't be here for this. I need to go watch this. And And Loki's the same way, like. I want to watch it one because also I don't want anything spoiled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it used to be great that these things like premiered on Wednesdays, which were like my days off. But now they're like, oh, it's on a Tuesday. It's on this. It's on this. And I'm like, ah, got to watch that's it at what, night, baby. That's what I also liked about it being released in the morning, because. If depending on when it would come out, like it would be there when I would get home from work so I could just avoid going on to like Facebook or Instagram throughout the day, or I would wake up in the morning and that would be the first thing that I would do. I'd make my morning coffee, boot up Disney plus and sit down on the couch and be like, all right, let me, let me watch Loki before I go to work. And then I can peruse the internet freely. And then maybe when I go on lunch break, I'll see like an Easter egg or like, Oh, Hey, did you catch this video? Which, you know, those are always fun to watch. Uh, Paul, you are probably the one that delays yeah. watching this stuff the most. So what was your relationship with watching Loki when this aired? When it aired, I was I, I fell behind on it. And but I was able Have you finished Ahsoka yet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just because we haven't finished, talked about that yet. Usually I uh with these kind of series, like the series that I actually like find myself enjoying, like Loki, like I might fall behind a few episodes but by the time the season finale 
airs, I'm caught up and ready to watch the season finale. That's what happened uh, with Loki, and that's what happened with Ahsoka and other series as well. So, yeah, also, I, if you want to hear two super fanboys gush over this, there is a movie fix of yeah. Chris and I uh, from two years ago. I think we did the first two episodes. Yeah, we, maybe? we watched the first two. Mm-hmm. So there is that. If if we're not gushing enough, we gushed a lot harder then. I, I will say, yes, it, it does have a lot of character building, but it's character building of a Loki that isn't my Loki. And it's just getting Loki back to where he's rootable again, you know, mm-hmm. where you can root for him instead of being the, you know, mustache twirling villain of Avengers, you know, because that's what he is, you know, in that movie. Um but, and I do feel like it's still a series that is setting the table for what should be com- what will be coming next. Mm-hmm. You know, Which it's like, oh, we got to introduce Kang. And it's like, OK. Which Can I you? think we didn't talk about because that's what the series was definitely growing and building towards. And whatever happens with the allegations against Jonathan Majors, whether you know he's guilty, not guilty. I think he did do a great job portraying that he who remains that person that beat the other Kangs to watch over the timeline. And like, yeah, he, he needs to be in control because someone has to be, and it's better him than any of the other ones that he had to fight off. And there's that kind of gut punch when Sylvia's like, no, like you're the head of this. I got to take you out because you've ruined my life. And just the kind of can of worms that it opens. I'm excited to see where that goes because, again, he hasn't appeared in the first two episodes of the current season, but definitely the Kang that we get in Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, like, you definitely start to see those threats. And, yeah, maybe maybe we did have the lesser of countless evils just sitting in that, that room being, you know, a little bit eccentric, but ultimately... Not terrible. He's not as bad as the people that were in the TVA after he got taken out. I was like, nope, destroy all the timelines. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it really. It really. It really stinks. If everything is true with Jonathan Majors, because I I bought a lot of stock in Jonathan Majors. I've been like singing his praises for the last couple of years. I, I think he's an amazing actor. Um, when he was announced to be Kang, I was like, that's amazing because he can play a hero and he can play a bad guy. Well, and, that was also like right after uh, Lovecraft Country, which again, you yeah. even said earlier, like, yeah, great show. Yeah, it's really great. He plays like the just that stoic big hero, like the good guy, like he, the character he plays in that could be like a Captain America. He's flawed, but he's a hero. And then there's these other movies that he plays and he plays characters like he plays this one guy that's so evil that you're just like, oh, my God, this guy is so bad. But he's got charisma and he's just such a good actor that you still like him, even though you're like, this guy is basically the devil. Mm. He's so evil in this movie, but I still kind of like him. Um, So when he was said to be Kang, I was like, oh, he can play so many different versions and be great in it. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like quantum medium. I enjoyed it. 
I liked him as that Kang, which is a completely different yeah. Kang than what we get in this. And um, yeah, so uh, however things work out, I, I I don't think as someone who gets beat up by their wife all the time, I don't think you should lay a <laughs> hand on a lady. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna be like, ooh, I don't know where this is gonna be going. No, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, you don't, eh, especially uh, when you're a super jacked dude, uh, shouldn't be hitting ladies. And I mean, this is, a, I've seen Paul rub, it, <laughs> rub uh, grass in his wife's face. She deserved it. I, I, <laughs> I whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. She rubbed grass in my face. I rubbed her face in grass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, because was, we were playful fighting. It was playful it was fight. A, I, yeah. It was a I, I as soon as I started saying it, I was like, everything's gonna be out of context. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Out of context, John. <laughs> so strangely enough, when uh we went to Deadwards Brewing yesterday too during the afternoon just for drinks and for lunch before we went to Disney Springs and not prompted at all, like the bartender and like one of the servers were actually talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we started talking just about our rankings for where everything was. And like, we started talking about Quantumania um, and just like everything happening with Jonathan Majors. And luckily Marvel does have an out if they need to remove him from like the projects because multiverse, like we can recast, it could be someone else like, and they can hand wave. Oh, you thought those Kangs were bad. Well, these kings are worse. Like they, they have a way. I just don't want it to get to that point because that means everything that they're saying happened with these allegations of abuse against him are true. And you never want that to be the case for anybody, you know, actor or anybody else. Like it just, it well, sucks I don't want it to be because true like I don't want the victim to be a, to have been victimized. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want anybody to have to go through that, regardless of their station or what their partners you know, job role is. But if you were going to recast him, I, I would say uh, Lakeith uh, Stanfield. Okay. Mm. Um, from Haunted Mansion. From Haunted Mansion. And, uh, did you watch those clips I sent you from yeah, Atlanta? Yeah, I did. Okay. They're really funny. <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. I love him in that show. Already has a rapport with Owen Wilson. That's, yeah. that's true. Haunted Mansion uh, is a fun movie. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. I don't know what people were looking for from that movie. I when also it, think it came out at the worst time imaginable. Like the movies it was up against. Mm-hmm. It was a bad a bad time to let that movie out. You know, it should be coming out now in October. But I, that could be why they put it out then. So they could put it out on Disney Plus for mm-hmm. October to get those like streaming at home numbers. But Again, they can put stuff out whenever they want. They could have done it as one of those side-by-side releases where it's like, oh, see it in theaters, see it at at home. And it probably would have made just as much money. And that's the thing, like, because, well, at that point, then they could have, you know, swept another leg. Like, oh, well, of course it didn't perform well because we put it out streaming at the same time. So this is an acceptable, lo- like, loss for it? I don't know. Kate really liked that liked the movie. She She's like... That might be my favorite, one of my favorite movies. And I was waiting for her to be like, 
based on a Disney based on theme a park Disney attraction. Park. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, full stop. She's like, yeah, full stop. Wow. I would watch it over any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, only because I've mm. seen that first Pirates movie, which I think is only the, the only good Pirates movie enough times that I don't need to see it again. And then I would put it up against all the live action Disney movies. Your okay, uh, Beauty Aladdin. and the Beast, yeah. Aladdin, oh, okay, the all of those. Uh, I, was, I would take it over all of those. Like I would probably take it over Escape from Witch Mountain. <laughs> uh, uh, the only thing, like the only Disney movie I can think of that I'd be like, oh no, I'd like you put. Bedknobs and broomsticks up mm. or Haunted Mansion, I'm probably going to go Bedknobs every time. Where would you put uh, the Hannah Montana movie? You know what? I've never seen it. Really? It was on when I was giving blood the other week. <laughs> Were you giving blood at home? Because I know that was one of Kate's like, it, go-to it was movies. It was on heavy rotation. And they were surprised by how well I knew the movie because I'm like, oh, Taylor Swift's coming out. And they're like, wait, are you just, have you seen this movie a lot, lot, or are you just that big of a Swifty? And I'm like, both. <laughs> <laughs> I like it for both reasons. Yeah. Do we have anything else you want to say about Loki season one? And again, I know we didn't like outline all of the, the things that have, kind of tied uh, it in, but. There's nothing in Loki season one that made me feel more comfortable about the multiverse. You know, that how Marvel's going to be handling the multiverse. Because it seems like, oh, nope, it's it is going to explode everywhere and it's going to be a big mess and they're just going to do it. But then again, I think Marvel and also DC kind of are stuck now where they have to do it for trademark. I think they should have used it. I think Marvel's did this and they should have used it more of a restarting mm-hmm. their Marvel franchises yeah. instead of trying to we're going to introduce all these hero, these new heroes to be your big heroes but the biggest problem with that was COVID and all these other things that have slowed down all of these things dramatically and in some points, it's like good that Marvel did that. But at the same point, the things that we've gotten. People have not liked them. And I, I mean. People come people complained about have complained about everything that they've released. Mm. Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, uh, Black that Panther 2. Um uh, what's it? Uh, Eternals. Eternals. Quantum which, Mania. Quantum Black Man, Widow. I've liked. I would say I enjoyed all of those except for Eternals. I think Eternals is 100% unwatchable garbage. Well, see, I, <laughs> I, I like we had this talk when we like all watched it, like when it came out. I don't think it's any worse than. I'm looking at the bottom of my list right now, like Thor, the Dark World, Incredible Hulk, Doctor Strange. Like, it's not bad. Like, it's fine. Oh, like, it's it's, it's a no, movie. It's, it's bad. It's yeah, it's worse than it's worse than any of those. Yeah, it goes it's, on the bottom of the pile. It's the bottom of the pile. I mean, that, that's your opinion. Yeah, man. yeah. Well, get, like, well yes. we got to do the rewatch. We got to do the rewatch no, again. Like, it, it's like, the 
we're now in the stuff that I've only here's, seen that here's first the thing. time. So I'm, it's, looking, I'm looking forward to rewatching Black Widow because I okay. did enjoy watching that. You know what I'm not looking forward to? Rewatching Eternals. I, I, I um, well, I know I said these I haven't watched. I think I watched Shang-Chi twice, but that I really do dig that movie. And I'm excited to rewatch that one because I think that's one of the better, more recent additions that they've made outside of Loki. I think Loki is one of the better shows. I look forward to talking about Hawkeye because I did enjoy that one. Yeah. Um, and honestly, didn't talk about it for the podcast, but I just recently watched Bumblebee. Because I was uh, I was up late and I was like, oh, hey, I we're getting have... right back to uh, Buffalo Bills talk. What's yeah, I was gonna here? say like, oh yeah, hey, uh, uh, Haley Seidenfeld is like, she's one of us now. She's 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 a she's Buffalo gone to Sabres games. She's at Bills. She's games. at Bills games. I'm just I'm just saying like after watching that, I was like, you know, she's she's pretty cool. Like I love Bumblebee and I just put it on to have something on in the background as I was playing games on my phone one night and I was like. No, this is what Transformers should have been. So I'm looking forward to going back to Hawkeye to just kind of see her energy in that again. Um, we'll have to watch Eternals before that, though, because looking at the uh, upcoming list, it's Black Widow, What If, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and then Hawkeye. Because, um, man, these things just keep coming up. But big question now. Where does this fall on... Your guys' lists. Our lists have been, if we look at it, things got a little bit messy. Things got messy because the formatting of it, we have enough stuff now that we don't all have our own individual columns anymore. So you kind of just have to look for Can your we name. we just make a new page and so we have our I tried columns? to do that and it, uh, oh. it didn't work out right because as soon as you did that, it drops it down um, like John's picks to another page. Uh, so I'll, I'll say this. This will be my number five. Wow. So okay. it's going to be Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, Thor Ragnarok, Captain America Winter Soldier, Loki. Like, I think this is, if you were going to make a Marvel show, this is the perfect Marvel show. And I am... 100% in there for season two. I think season two is so far has been really excellent. Um, uh, uh, I can't think of his first part of his name. He Quan. Oh, he oh, Quan. I, I think he's an excellent addition to it. Again, another guy who's just like enthusiasm and yeah. charisma just is so much fun in that show. Uh, he fits perfectly in that world. Um, yeah, like again, not to get not to yeah. get into season two too much yet. But when Loki's time slipping back and forth between the past and you know the present, and he's talking to like Obi about things, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know how to do that. You can't do that." And then like the future one's like, "Oh wait, yeah, I know how to do that." Uh, yeah. So, yeah well, just... do you have a quantum entangler? No. Oh, wait, no, I have one right here. And like, he reaches under the desk and pulls it up because he's talking to Loki about it. And that's like a lot of fun. And even just like in uh, episode two where you get Casey going in and you'd be like, oh, you're you're Orbars? Oh, you're with the, the TVA guy. Can you sign this for me? I'm looking forward to seeing those two like 
buddy up too. I also like Owen Wilson just being like, uh, this this crack here? Oh, here, just put his duct tape over it. That should work. Um, I don't know if you've seen the fan canon where people are like, oh, Obi is actually a variant of Data from the oh. Goonies. And it's like, that's why he's like the tech guy that knows everything. It's like, oh, he's not. But, you know, that's cute. That someone was like, oh, I'm, I'm imagining this. Yeah. Wait, does, does Disney own the Goonies now? I don't think so. But, you know, it's no. it's, a, it's a thing people, you know, right. make up yeah, to you. justify like, oh, that's why this character is like this. Because the actor played someone else. No, that's uh, typecasting. <laughs> speaking of Steven Spielberg. Uh, have you guys watched Tin, The Adventures of Tintin? Yes. Years <laughs> Speaking ago. of which, can we get back to squirrels? Can we get back to squirrels? <laughs> uh, I just like rewatched it with my son because I was like, oh, this will be a fun adventure thing. The movie's freaking excellent. I uh, remember it being very dense because it's like four movies crammed into one. And three, every time we're like, three okay. Books. It's okay. three books crammed every into one. Every time we're like, okay, they're coming up and it's like, they go off on another restaurant. I'm like, this, this motherfucker won't end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really excellent. And for a movie that came out in 2011, it looks better than most animated movies that are coming out. Now. Well, I, I think it's very stylized. So it, it's its own thing. Like, it looks like. It's its, it's its own thing. They did, like, motion capture with all the actors acting out the stuff. But um, Peter Jackson's, what is it, Wicca? Uh, uh, Weta. Weta. They did all the computer animation, and it's ten times better than what we get in computer, computer animation around now. And it's twelve years old. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Where would it fall in my Marvel list? <laughs> uh, number nine. Wow. <laughs> wow. Right better than Spider-Man. Iron Man. Coming. Oh, Paul. I see you've already got your spot highlighted, and yeah, so uh, go ahead, spot. defend it. Uh, yeah, I would put this right below Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Below Falcon and Winter Soldier? You know what? You're right. It's right above Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I was... Because I, was... I actually enjoyed that rewatch of Falcon and the Winter Soldier a little bit more than I did Loki. Because Loki, the first episode, I'm like, okay, he's not the guy I want to root for yet. Let's get through it. Come on, get there. And it takes until he's getting kicked in the crotch by Sif, where he finally, like, turns the corner for me. See, I, 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 as soon episode. as he starts, yeah, as soon as he starts paling around with Mobius, like, where they're in, like, the break room, just kind of, like, talking, that's where I was like, okay, He's like, using him at that point. He's just. Well, and then even when it, um, they're putting it together, like, oh, she's hiding out in the apocalypse situations. Mm-hmm. And it's like Loki. Like the eruption of like Mount Vesuvius, where mm-hmm. he's like, nothing matters. He's like knocking over people's carts. I was already having fun with it. Uh, just the scene where he's going through like getting printed and all that stuff. And he's like, I'm gonna walk through here. And he's like, do a lot of people not know they're a robot? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is yeah. Yeah. So. Above Falcon Winter Soldier, then. Yeah, so at 14. Below Black Panther for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't put it above Black Panther. Uh, like, I was is... like, mm, can I put it above Ant-Man? And I'm like, 
I didn't. Re- I don't really want to put it above Ant Man, but I got Falcon and Winter Soldier above Ant Man, so therefore Loki has to go above Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it's, that's the thing. It's, Sometimes your list your list builds itself. Like you might not feel a way about something, but when you start comparing it to everything else, because for me, yeah. I have this as my number ten, mm. because I do think it's better than WandaVision, which is was originally my number ten. WandaVision I had over other stuff like Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain Marvel, Guardians Volume 2. So I don't know if I like this more mm-hmm. than Guardians Volume 2, which I think is a a great sequel. But I know I like it more than WandaVision, so obviously this has to go in my number 10. The thing is, WandaVision on first watch was a lot more fun to watch because of the water cooler moments that everybody was talking about things like whether or not it's uh, the devil, but not the devil, you know, the Mephisto, character. Mephisto, Mephisto, yeah, uh, well, Mephisto, my toe. Um, I found that a little bit with the rewatch of Loki, but it was like, oh, I got to get through. I get through this scene, then I get this great scene that I love. Or hmm. oh, we're done with I'm done with this episode, and this is the episode where you get all the Lokis. And oh, you yeah. have all the Loki's fighting each other. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, WandaVision, on f- your first, my first experience with it probably rakes, rate, would rate a lot higher. But the rewatch really dropped it down, and I'm surprised because I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, I enjoyed WandaVision more than Loki when I first watched it. But then the second walk, watch through, I'm like, no, Loki is better now than WandaVision you know, I I don't know if I'm saying it right or no, I, no, I, I understand. But what you're that's saying. Why, yeah. that's why we're we're doing it as the retrospective because things change. Like the more you, the more you know, da na na, the more you look back on things, the more you've learned coming out of it. Just how you've changed and grown as a person since then too. Like, let's not give me credit. It's only been two years. Yeah, Paul's, Paul's not gonna grow. Yeah, I'm well, done. What can happen in two years? I'm done. No, Paul's Paul's Paul Paul can't go through that machine. He's a robot. He's <laughs> <laughs> I am done growing and changing as a person. I'm... The only thing that's changing on him is his hair color. Yeah, and that's Just... been changing ever since I was born. <laughs> so it's not, yeah. is it really change if it's a continuation? Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, but the other thing that's not going to change in you is that whole head of hair. Yeah, you can have that whole head of hair till the day so you die. Freaking glorious! So good. Fuck thank you! you. <laughs> I said thank you, John. It's glorious. Know, but you're like, yeah. oh, it's glorious. Thank you. Burdened with glorious. <laughs> it is burdened yes. with glorious purpose. But hey, listener, let us know your thoughts on Loki. Where does this fall in your rankings? with everything else that we've talked about, you know, is it, is it going up on your list now that you're watching season two? Let us know. Email us over at beggingboardcast at gmail.com. Have you drank a Buffalo Pepsi? If not, don't worry about it.